Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So it seems longer is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you look at him and you go, that's like an old fisherman. Well, and he's been doing this since 1940. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, but he's only 38. Perhaps you could take advice from his older brother, Luke Littler. Good. <laughs> um, uh, you know. I hear mariachi static on my radio, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Rooney's been sacked and Gigi Buffon wants bigger goals. It's Wednesday, 3rd of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Eddie Russell. And I'm Vidushin Hunter-Raja. Welcome, one and all, to a wonderful Wednesday here at the Football Ramble. Uh, thanks to friend of the Ramble, Ben Stanley. That's the Ben Stanley, you know? It is, yeah. Big on Twitter. B-Stan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a clever historian man. Is he? I believe so. Is that what they call him? That's the vibe. All the he big gives, universities. That's the vibe he gives yeah. me on Twitter. What's your job title? Clever historian man. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> no, carry on. You I'm, must know what you're talking about. I'm listening to you, Ben. Um, <laughs> he yes, knows like, the timeline. He does. <laughs> Uh, that, that was today's intro line so you can become a friend of uh, the Ramble too by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble where you can rub um, uh, it, shoulders well I have electronic Backs. shoulders how, how yeah. would you sort of I just shoulders, just shoulders it's okay. a metaphor so it, crucially it doesn't need to be literal <laughs> everything yeah. I say is literal um, so you need to remember that uh, for the rest of this podcast um, <laughs> but you will rub shoulders with the likes of uh, Mr Stanley there, and, and me other I'm always fine, and other fine people and, and Luke as well yeah um, don't let that put you off no yeah absolutely not some yeah. shoulders uh, are not there to be rubbed well I'm not as dominant on discord as I am here because I like the discorders I, don't, I feel like I don't have to knock them into shape like I do with you lot so. is that right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an early one yeah. 
yeah, okay. Well, West Ham zero, Brighton zero wasn't quite uh, the match that we wanted after having a little Monday night treat um, with uh, Liverpool and Newcastle. That was a treat. It really was. It's very difficult to replicate that. It was after the Lord Mayor's show at the uh, London Stadium, wasn't it? It was a little bit. Although, Brighton got a clean sheet, which is a bit of a spectacle. Roberto De Zerbi certainly seemed to think so. He said, we made a clean sheet, so you... (laughs) The media are happy because Brighton made a clean sheet, and the media oh, we're, been... we're really not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way he said it was like he's uh, like when he's a kid pop- potty training. I've, I've, I've made a poo. I've made a poo on the floor. Yeah, um, but it was a rare clean sheet for Brighton. Vish, so they'll be happy about that. But they wanted those three points, and they perhaps should have got them. They did. I thought West Ham did a, a passable job of kind of shifting them out wide instead of letting Brighton play through them, and then. They totally abandoned that in the in the second half and thought, mm. well, they might just miss all their chances, and they did, yeah. which, was, <laughs> which worked out. Ariola you know, will save them. Yeah, <laughs> most of that was on the tactics board at halftime. Boys just written it on the fl- on the flip chart. Consider this: they might miss every single yeah. chance they get. <laughs> Call their bluff. Yeah, <laughs> and if they do shoot, if they shoot straight at our mm. goalkeeper, which yeah. they did a lot. Yeah, yeah. although you know Ariola made a few good saves at the at the end there. Um, you know, sometimes you look at a game and you think this would be an interesting clash of styles. And actually, much in the way that when people say it's a kick clash, it's not. Mm. Yeah. Um. You know that 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 that's not actually what's what's taking place there. It's more that they match. This felt like, you know, or the, or certainly this opened my eyes to the fact that actually, when teams have a similar style and play against each other, mm. that's fun. Ooh. When they clash in this way, it's not fun because they don't really interlock. At no point were West Ham trying to break against Brighton when they won the mm. ball deep, and at every single point that when Brighton were breaking. West Ham had at least six players back, but they, so they it didn't quite match up into a, into like a, a back and forth entertaining game. That, yeah. That's true, but I guess West Ham were limited in their ability to do that. Yes, they? if yeah. you haven't got the passing of Pakatar, it makes an enormous difference. Or Kudus if you haven't as got well. Kudus, it makes yeah. the, you take those two players out of pretty much any team, and it's it's really tough. And the replacements came in in Fornals and Said Ben Rama, and looked really ponderous and did a really bad job. Yeah. as as well. I thought I mean, Ben Rama was okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling that. And I, I think you got you got the combination with Pakatar of these really incisive passes, this really clever play, this technical brilliance, and you've got this like kinetic positivity of kudos that really complements that. You're right to point that out. I, I, I just thought that it was um, it was maybe a little bit of a uh, another example of how the fan base are like really divided on West, on David Moyes, despite the fact that West Ham are being historically pretty impressive well, in terms I, I, I of went results. To this, I went to this game and I certainly felt that mm. in the stadium because... What was it like? Uh, what was that? Because 62,000 there. That's a big old, big old crowd. It is a yeah, big crowd. And a lot of people left early. And right. I, I, I think Were you one of the boo boys, Andy? No, absolutely Did not. Did you go okay. and leave at home early to have a three-in-the-bed romp or some nookie, <laughs> or some nookie after being a boo boy at the London Stadium? <laughs> These kids outside, are you... <laughs> No, it's, an ad- it's a show for adults it's fine it is yeah uh, absolutely people say this show's a family show fuck them yeah. it's not <laughs> what, what would it take to get Andy to boo something yeah Andy's the most positive bloke in the world yeah which is why I'm always goading him other than the- Barry Cryer according to yeah, your stories well, yeah, before Barry, it's, it's Andy and Barry Cryer <laughs> Andy, but, but seriously though, were the fan base, did they feel, did you look in, walk into that stadium and go, wow, this is a divided fan base? Mm. What I did think is a little bit in common with the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's oh, very difficult. won't like that. It's right? very difficult. <laughs> but it, it's similar in a way, A, in terms of capacity, and B, in terms of it's difficult to get an atmosphere and to keep it up. Yeah, okay. Throughout the whole 90. Mm. I mean, it, it's funny, when you talk to players, or when you talked to players, overseas players who come and play here, like 10 years ago, they'd say, why did you come and 
play in the Premier League. And of course, they never said the money. They said, oh, the atmosphere's here. The intensity. I don't think players do say that about the atmosphere in the They Premier also League said they anymore. want to affect social change from within. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They understand or, if you don't agree with it, but actually they can make a positive influence. Yeah. And I, I felt that, like, when West Ham weren't able to come out of the traps quickly, the atmosphere gets quite flat quite quickly. And you see that, you do see that at Tottenham as well. I, I mean, even on those big European nights last season, you know, they were roaring for kickoff. And then when it didn't happen immediately, which it normally didn't under Antonio Conte, it all that's, sort of that's symbolic. Out. So I think both those things have got in common. Is this a symbolic of the of the football that's being played, perhaps? Because I think it's yeah. been a lot better Maybe. Spurs recently, obviously, for all the obvious reasons. Well, it has been. I mean, yeah, the 100%. obvious example being that Chelsea game, exactly, where they, where they got beat and the atmosphere was incredible. I, I could notice the difference. It was Pompey at home to Arsenal esque, or Pompey at home to AC Milan, maybe. Uh, well, no, I was more thinking that when Pompey got gubbed by Arsenal, Thierry yeah, that, Henry, I found that whole thing quite patronising. Thierry Henry said, yeah. look, 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 these little, these little so and so slugs." He said, "South Coast slugs." Yeah, he did, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, a direct yeah. quote. That's true. Yeah. It just about he never said snails because he might have dipped you in garlic and eaten you. Um, but he said these. Let's get Brexit done. Are we getting it done or what? Come on. I wouldn't have any foreign players in the league. I told you that. Well, you said they came here to make change. No, this country's got worse yeah, in the last 10 years. So you're worse, literally yeah. blaming them. I, say, I didn't realise so many of them were slagging us off behind our back to Andy. Yeah, I know. Like, it's not as good as it was. Well, get out then. Yeah. He speaks their language. Go back, to your, go back to your own farmers' league. He's, he knows, he knows the continent. He does yeah. know the continent. He does. Well, Andy, look, David, what are we talking about? David Moyes <laughs> is set to sign a new two and a half year contract. This is interesting. After a, a bit of speculation about his future, of course, his deal runs until the end of the season. He did say in December that he'd be willing to manage without a contract. I don't know whether that's possible or not, but uh, but we, we, we understand. That's David Brent rocking up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a contract. That guy's the manager. Yeah, but I still want to be the manager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so he's put pen to paper, or, he, or he's, he's set to, to put pen to paper, as, as they say. I mean, that, that long ago, of course, Declan Rice said he's the greatest manager of West Ham they've ever had. Yeah, I think he was a quite, it's quite, adrenaline was pumping quite heavy at yeah, the time. Yeah, it was on he was the hold, pitch. Holding a trophy. Yeah, minutes on after. The They'd won them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but obviously delivers that this season. They've improved a lot since last season. Well, can I have a run up at this, please? I think it's interesting. I think it's a really interesting topic. I'm because, a Moyes in man because we're, well, that's that's good to know. You've put you've nailed your colours to the mast, and and and, and the Moisire will thank you for it. Mm. Um, as he's taking you across on the ferry boat to wherever it is you're going. Hang on, is he the Moisire or is he the ferry boat? Wait, that's the point. That's the crux of the argument. And see. there it is. So. One's guarding one door, yeah, and one's got, and you have well, you can only ask them one question. And one can only tell the truth, and one can only lie. Yeah. Are you going to play Pakatar today? Yeah, or not? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we going to defend the return? So, so, what I would say is that you know historically, you know they're doing very, very well as we sit here now, off the back of a European trophy mm. not that long ago. I think they're sixth in the table. You can call it the Conference League. Well, it's a European trophy. I know. Okay, but... the Europa Conference League. Right. Okay, I don't like Sanex. It's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Um, and they sit, I think, at time of recording, sixth in the table. It's, it's, that's good. Without being you know, dismissive and patronising of West Ham, that is good. It is. And they've played Brighton at home. It was a bit of a stinker of a game. Fair enough. But they got a point. And they got a point against another well... good team. But I think what happened last night, set into the context of what the contract negotiations have been about is this idea of the fan base, this idea of what are West Ham actually all about. And if you look at how other clubs, the size of West Ham, perhaps a bit smaller, say, for example, Crystal Palace, also in London, who wanted to do something more progressive, Mm -hmm. who perhaps thought with the attacking players they had coming through, they could play a better type of football. Um, they went for someone else. Obviously, it didn't work in their case, and they, they, they decided eventually that it didn't work, and they went back to, 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 to our boy Roy. That's the crux of the argument here about David Moyes. There's a feeling among the West Ham fans that despite people who are 
you know, only glancing at West Ham in passing like we perhaps do or only go to the odd game that, well, they've never had it so good. So what are they complaining about? I think there's a feeling that every single time you go to a game, Mm -hmm. they play the same way. They play in a kind of fairly negative counter-attack fashion. There's a feeling among the fan base that with the attacking players, they've spent money on to sign. They could perhaps play a better type of football. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, they're not necessarily that bowled over by the prospect of having another two or three years of this. Now, that may sound ungrateful, and perhaps it is. I don't know. I'm not a West Ham fan. But I do think there's something in that. I do think that, you know, if they want to play football in a certain way and they want to be excited and they would perhaps rather be up and down or, or be a bit more entertained but not have the success. That's kind of up to them. I guess the, the, the difference is they've kind of tried this before because when Moyes went the first time, they brought in Pellegrini, they gave him a huge budget. The engineer, and, one of the uh, great management nicknames. And they, needed, yeah. and, and they needed Moyes to come in and pull them out of the shit. And not only that, they needed him to do what, what I think has been quite unrecognised because we have an idea of David Moyes and this is what he does. He does quite sober, um, will get you results to a certain level, et cetera, mm. et cetera. I think it can easily be overlooked. The value he's brought on every level, uh-huh. actually, for most of his second spell at West Ham because there are a lot of big signings. It was just hopeless, yeah. really. And he has managed to make those signings into serviceable players, which I think is really, really... I think, I think that's he, an excellent he's, point. He's an authentic coach. And totally. On, on the other hand, people have kind of glossed over the fact, because it's the end of the year, people have gone, oh, it's been an amazing 2023 for, for West Ham. If you go back to spring, he wasn't far from getting the push. And, you know, the fact that they won that European trophy, and you talked about Declan Rice going, oh, my God, he's the greatest manager ever. And, you know, John Lyle and Ron Greenwood are, mm. uh, are, are, are sort of lingering in the, in, in the background. And you think... Well, hang on. They won a cop competition that they should have won anyway. No, and he's always yeah, about this. He's yeah, always about just, this. Yeah, because the budgets it's, and stuff. Yeah, of course. They, they've got a far greater budget than anyone else in the competition. They did have a lot of good players. They massively underachieved in the Premier League Definitely. last season. That's totally... That's and obscured you, that. That's obscured you, that for and, sure. Yeah, and you could say as well, they're sixth at the moment. They are sixth in a very tight league. So, I think, so I think they could easily they could easily be tenth in a week. No, that's fair. Yeah, but, but, but what you've said there is, that, oh yeah, they won a trophy, but oh yeah, so what? They're currently no, I'm sixth. Saying, so no, what? That's I mean, not what I'm saying. That's, that's not what I'm saying. That. I'm saying there's balance and nuance, and everyone's choosing to ignore no, it. That's that's Marcus. That's fair. Yeah. And okay, I, I, but well, they I could be tenth, but they're not. They're so you're either in or you're out. Well, they they they, they, they mean, should have won the tournament. They did. They could yeah. be tenth. That's also true. And they could be sixth. Here's one for you. A friend of mine who works in football is a West Ham fan. I asked him about this. And I don't want to, I'm not going to name him because I don't want to compromise him. But he said that, um, you know, on balance, I would stick with Moyes. Three successive years in Europe plus a trophy when this never happened in my lifetime. So I find it hard not to be happy with what he's achieved. But I rarely go to the games these days. And when I do, I watch on telly. It isn't much fun because having to sit through 90 minutes of defending can be really gruelling. When we play teams that we should dominate, we often look a little bit clueless on the ball. It seems he only really knows how to play effectively the counter-attacking style. So yeah. a lot of, whether we like it or not, whether mm. we want to sit here and talk about winning things and yeah. positions in, in the league, that's all important. Yeah. But what's also important is a relationship between a fan and the club. Yeah. And if you don't want to go anymore, yeah. you find yourself not wanting to go. I think you're within your rights given your pay your money. If the, if yeah, the fans true. are there, are, are sat there, Really expressing with their voices or non voices that this is true, but you did say there were 62,000 there last night, yeah. So it can't be everybody, Not who thinks that. Fans I mean, I suppose the, the nuance might be is that set to sign a new two and a half year contract. Now, there'll be clauses in that, as we know, and 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 so on. Um, but if, there, there, there won't be this time around because he's been burned by that before, right? Okay, which is why they right. were able to bid him off when he came and rescued them for that half season, mm-hmm. yeah. And why, when he came back, he made sure that actually 
if he was coming back, that he would have a, yeah. if not a payoff, then also a clause in that. So I think he's been burned by West Ham before. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think any, I don't think any of those clauses will be part of it. What do but you think about the whole thing, Vish? What's your take? Well, the fact that it's only two and a half years is, is quite telling in itself because it does actually mean that if he, if they do decide to bin him off yeah. early, they're not paying as much for that mm-hmm. um, as they would if he was on, you know, a longer mm-hmm. term. Um, I, I, you know, you actually um, touched on the point that I was going to make actually because this is this was originally an internal conversation within the fan base that then essentially got out into wider consumption, which is why we're talking about it now, where a lot of the context was stripped away from it. Because as Andy said, there were periods last season when they were considering um, getting rid of him. There was a lot of anger among West Ham fans because it felt like he wasn't you know, making good on this. And even when they won the, won the um, Europa Conference League, there was a sentiment during the summer that actually if he left now, Maybe that'd be better for well, everyone. I, I actually really. said that. I was yeah. like, it'll never get. As it'd, be, good it'd, as be, it'd be a great way, great way to go. Um, my my take on it is that like, I can I can see where West Ham fans are coming from. I think it's dangerous for people. Not dangerous, actually. That's probably putting too strong a point on it. But I, I think I, I would never want to tell a, a fan who goes week in week out what they should and shouldn't be grateful for. Yeah, no, that, and, I can, and, and the whole point of football is going to it and being entertained. And if you feel that he's not holding up that side of the deal, mm-hmm. then you're well within your rights to to think of other things and what could be different. Well, because there's also, a, sorry, very quickly, no there's also a situation here where if you look at the number of teams around West Ham now, there is an element of danger that they're, they're not, they might lose this footing because it's not, they're not on solid ground just yet. They're not an established top six club yeah. just yet. And to get there, they need something a bit more concrete. Now, Moyes could bring it to them, but I can understand why they doubt that that would be the case. And yeah. that this this game in particular, if we're going to bring it back to this, I, I mean, you think without Pakatar and Kudis, it could be a long month. And I think you look on the other side about what Brighton were able to do. Brighton have got a shitload of injuries. They've got less resources. They've got players missing at the moment. And yet they managed to find a way to get themselves in the position to win the game. Of course, they didn't quite get it over the line, but they were the team that looked like winning that game in the last half hour. And overall, I think you can say the game was a great advert for why you should have a winter break. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was terrible, really. And, I don't know, you know Andy, because James Milner, the oldest man in England currently, yeah. was running around like Billio, wasn't he? he? He's about to... Good for him. He, he doesn't need a break at all. Made his 632nd Premier League appearance, meaning he's now level with... The um, now disgraced Ryan Giggs. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to save you from that. Yeah, Ryan Giggs you wouldn't is, have it, would you? Ryan Giggs is, is it, but the way you said that, <laughs> and we shouldn't we shouldn't make light of that, you know, no. that particular issue. But the way no. you said that was that like people have looked back on his career and gone, nah. <laughs> I'm yeah. giving him half of those appearances. Actually, looking back on it, it's not as good as it was. All that's in front of James Milner now is Gareth Barry. Yeah, and, that, and his 38th birthday tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility mm. that Milner gets up towards Gareth Barry, yeah. and you see a little loan for Barry come back. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up at Sheffield United or something. There we are. You see, yeah. <laughs> where yeah. do you want to play, Gareth? Box to box. Well, the, you can't still play box to box. The, the league presumably have, have lost quite a lot of money since Gareth Barry retired because I mean all the all the money they used to get from those yellow cards. <laughs> no, yeah. 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 my goodness. He got. I think he got sent off. This is a bit. Of true for you people can look this up but I can't remember quite if it's true or not <laughs> do you I, sure you want to proceed with this I think <laughs> I think Gareth Barry got sent off in the first 
Pompey Premier League game. Oh, Gordon. I think he got sent off in that. Yeah. There you go. And every, everyone applauded him, including Thierry Henry. <laughs> yeah. They um, put a pop shot on him. Oh, what a legend. Yeah, true. Pathetic. Okay, then. Well, Moyes is, is very much still in a job. Wayne Rooney is not in a job. Are you linking him with the West Ham job? Ah, uh, well. <laughs> Has he passed the interview phase at, at Birmingham? Surely. I know I'm linking Moyes to Birmingham City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Wayne Rooney sacked the Birmingham City manager yesterday, just after we finished uh, recording. 83 days in charge. He took the club from 6th to 20th, which is not good in anyone's book. I think he apparently statistically he'd lost 1.13 positions per week he was in the job. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's Liz Truss-esque. Uh, it really is. I mean, he's the Liz Truss of football management, isn't it? Well, that Sam Allardyce on an England level is that. This is the, this is the football league version. I got a load of tweets from people. I oh, know there's got to be someone like Frank De Boer at Palace, although that was in the Premier League to be fair. Yeah, and that was seven defeats out of seven, right? And no yeah. goals, I think. Oh. Anyway, can I can I just say that on when this news broke, I got a load of tweets from people saying Along the lines of, oh great, I'm a Birmingham fan, mm. and I love that you don't talk about Birmingham on the on the ramble. Yeah. It's part of an escapism for me. Now we're going to get a massive mix. Yeah. It's the old classic: what's good for the ramble is not what's good for your, your club. club. No, that is that Definitely is not. that is true. Yeah, the longest serving uh, side in the Championship, Birmingham City. Um, Are they really? That's a nice bit of uh, the so, according to the Athletic. Um, yeah. yeah, so Rooney's gone. I mean, it was. We remember when he got the job. Obviously, John Eustace um, was relieved of his duties, uh, despite being a popular figure at the club and having done pretty damn well at Birmingham City, considering everything, um, yeah. of course. And I mean, it was a surprise, wasn't it, that, that Eustace was, was, it was, was what, it No, it wasn't. A, was it a surprise that Gary Cook made a grand <laughs> sweeping gesture that has turned out to be an absolute oh, disaster? <laughs> so Andy's, Andy's name dropped him did first. Not, did he not turn up for Christmas or something, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Cook, yes. Those who are long-time listeners of the Football Ramble will remember Gary Cook when he was um, when we used to uh, enjoy giving you Gary Cook updates when he was um, Manchester City CEO. Um, he's also isn't he the president of Saudi Arabian CEO yeah. Yeah. So the, the he loves a CEO role the thing to remember yeah. with Gary Cook two R's two jobs yeah, two yeah. O's yeah two yeah, O's as, two well. as well otherwise you'd be Gary Cock <laughs> never, has, um, never has a man been better groomed for a job on the FIFA X cover <laughs> Just the worst bloke. Like, I don't know him personally. I've never met him. Got no desire to meet him. Just the kind of bloke you think you should not be anywhere near football in any way. You described his jib as woeful. A terrible jib. Yeah. And I think, and I think, and actually, do you know what? You could, you could, you could probably discuss that through the lens of how John Eustace was treated, right? John mm, Eustace yeah. comes through as a man, obviously, as a player as well, uh, as a manager at Kidderminster Harriers. Um, by all accounts, obviously, I didn't watch Kid and Mr. Harriers play in the National League at that time because you know, I'm sure no one in this room did. But I think he reached the playoffs with them, he had them playing good football. Mm-hmm. He then got treated pretty shoddily at QPR. Right. He was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Caretaker there for a while, did okay from or I, I, I don't actually fully remember, but then he got kind of moved into an assistant position. Then he got he left when Michael Beale came in. Then he gets the job at Birmingham off the back of Lee Bowyer leaving mm. and actually does pretty well. I mean, yeah. in the position they oh, were in. They did, it did remarkably well. Yeah, and uh, and then Gary Cook comes in because he wants to hire Wayne Rooney just because I guess it's a... Because it's a, no, he wants to play, and I quote, no fear football. Well, that's the thing. He's, never has a what does statement, that mean? Never has a statement been more designed and written to give you a ready-made straw man excuse to get rid of a manager that you didn't want anymore because you want to hire Wayne by Rooney. By the way, if, if, if no one's convinced, by the way, with what we're saying about Gary Cook... Let me just say this. He once um, uh, welcomed uh, Uwe Rossler to the stage when it was uh, Manchester City in the uh, Hall of Fame. Mm. And he and inducted and he announced the, uh, the, the the induction of Uwe Rossler into the Manchester United Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> 
He this, made that error. This is what he said when he sacked John Eustace or the people around him sacked him, said, um, the importance of the board of directors and management to being fully aligned on the culture of the football club is the reason behind this decision. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. No fear it, football. It, it, that's so obnoxious. And it's not, and let, let me be clear, it's not, it's not Wayne Rooney's fault. You know, Wayne really applies for a job or you know gets a contact and gets into a job and, and, and takes the job. Um, I, I don't think there's necessarily anything to say or to have anything to have pointed that it would have been this bad under Rooney. I think it has been terrible, but Rooney has got some stuff in his management career so far to credit him a well, bit. Well, I think we're not sure, quite frankly. I think, about he did Rooney. A pre- I think he did a pretty good job under difficult circumstances at Derby. Galvanised yeah, the team I, by despite, all accounts. Yeah, despite what some people may think, I don't think it's unreasonable to give Rooney a job at a at championship level, club. Everyone was talking about how great he was with the group of players at Derby, <clears throat> the man management skills, yeah. how people related to him. His goal reel. He would do a little uh, thing in the um, in the Derby County in-house cinema where he'd show like a, a <laughs> compilation of his goals and, and and terrible tackles. Who said it was off the shin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lights on, stop it. Who said that? <laughs> Who have you said? <laughs> Come and look at my shin. Yeah, right. You, think, yeah. Yeah. Um, you want a closer look at my shin, do you? Yeah, yeah. fucking... But it is... It, it, I mean, it's funny because Rooney obviously in his... Um, you know, he, he made a statement, didn't he, when he left. He wished the club all the best and so on. But he did say... That wasn't enough time to kind of um, really sort of stamp his authority. And his, his son did around. similar on Instagram, didn't he? Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's been released. His son it? released a voice. Well, his son did. He didn't that, release it. His son. He's been stitched up. There. His son recorded the voice note on a private WhatsApp chat, yeah. which then well, got released. Um, and yeah, he's defending his dad as you would be. I've, I haven't actually listened to it. What I think though hmm. is this isn't really about Eustace or Rooney, is it? It's, it's maybe not about Gary Cook because if you go back, well, not totally about Gary Cook because if you go back, Birmingham have done this before, didn't they? When they dumped Gary Rowett when they were on the brink of the playoffs, appointed Gianfranco Zola to do the grand gesture mm. all over again. He won two out of 22 and ended up ended up quitting. Yeah. So you really think they would have known a little bit better. But I think, you know, they came in in such a blaze of publicity. And I would say even like experienced football people, like broadcasters and stuff were like, oh, wow, it's Tom Brady. Oh my God. Yeah. Here's a picture of me with Tom Brady on the touchline yeah, at, at St. Andrews. I can understand that. But you have to be a little bit more critical, don't you? Because Birmingham have been through, or Birmingham fans have been through all sorts of heartache in terms of ownership over the last decade and a half, two, two decades. And there's still, I think, a little bit of a lack of clarity here. Because, of course, when they came in, um, the Shelby group, they, they didn't pick up the whole 100%, did they, mm. of the, the shareholding. There's still, what, 55% that belongs to the previous owners. Now, they've, they've come out and they've said, oh, that's fine. We're all in control. But is it fine? We need to know it's fine, don't we? We need some actual proof that it's that it's fine. It doesn't, but the whole thing doesn't bode well. I mean, no. what are they going to do now? What are they going to do next? I mean, no one knows. Even Rooney's statement um, when he says, uh, and this was quite unique, I thought. Um, he said it will take time from it will take me some time yeah. to get over this yeah, setback. Yeah. Is obviously quite interesting because he was clearly under the impression he had more time. Yeah. Then again, you know, you look at the circumstances around how he got the job in the first place, mm-hmm. and. As, Dance as, the devil, as, the music will stop. Well, as, yeah. as Luke was saying yeah. just before, um, it just doesn't bode well full stop if they're going to be this trigger happy. Even in the first place, you know, the Eustace thing was was actually, that was the alarm really, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. Yeah, when they sure. just thought, right, actually we need a, we're going right here, we're sixth. Mm-hmm. 
but we we just do we could do with someone who's banged in a lot of goals. I mean, look, it's not yeah, yeah I mean, Manchester United. It smacks of someone who's going to raise their profile and other markets. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, it. it's not the first time we've seen owners do this, of course. No, you know, um, and, probably and, not and the first time this season. No, exactly. And sometimes it, it's probably the first time it's been this stark, really. Perhaps, hey, three yeah. days, yeah, yeah. I and mean, the, and the drop in position and the manner of this sacking. And now this job is not attractive. No, it's to not. anyone worth their salt, it's not attractive. Then no. we'll have to go back to John Eustace. Someone like John to, Eustace. Yeah. yeah, but do you know what I mean? That, that that's probably it, isn't it? Quite frankly, unless they offer all the riches. John of the world Eustace to... is going to be like, "This is going to cost you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, big time." Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. Uh... How many Super Bowl rings has he got? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, Rooney. It, I, this is, you know, some journalists are saying, you know, he, he needs to take a break. You know, he's been in football for for so long now, and and he's and he's just been working, working, working. Well, that's the other bit of it. I've been involved of a Rooney statement. I've been involved in professional football as either a player or manager since I was sixteen, which is yeah. incredible. He's thirty eight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. ridiculous. It is. Uh, yeah. it, it absolutely is. He so. does look. He's worth pointing out. He does look quite a lot older than that. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems longer, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you look at him and you go, that's like an old fisherman. Well, and he's been doing this since 1940. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. It, but he's only 38. Perhaps you could take advice from his older brother, Luke Littler. Good. Um, uh, you know. Always nice to have a Luke in there. Exactly. But yeah. You're our very own Luke the Nuke, of course, aren't you? Two Lukes in the final tonight, by the way. How about that? And eh? here's one for you. Luke Littler, you're going to bring him up. Mm. I had this in my locker in case you did bring him up. Yeah. Guess what um, artist he walks on to? Oh, come on. It's Pitbull. Ah! On the <laughs> have you got a shirt with your name on the back for when you walk in the front this, room that's too tight to me it shows off my muffin top yeah, yeah. yeah. he's looked like puke though yeah. um, but there we are yeah so Birmingham they're, they're, they're in a mess no doubt Gary Cook will sort it out though best man for the job yeah um, but Wayne Rooney we, let's hope he takes a rest and hope he comes back because of course you know another one of um, the, the, the golden generation of course um, uh, uh, you know from that England period that that you know, hasn't quite done it um, really at a, a kind of um, a coaching level um, as well. Fizzer, Phil Neville. But yes, Phil Neville. Well, Phil, the thing is, Phil Neville, Fizzer, was another one. <laughs> um, who it's nice has... to have that in there. You just push a little button and then all these things come out. Is yeah. that what happens? Yeah. Show some fucking respect. So, <laughs> I just. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I Sorry, think... mate. That's all right. What was your question again? <laughs> On the golden generation, I don't know if this was genuine, but someone on on X yeah. uh, threw out Frank Lampard as a potential appointment for Birmingham. I know he's he's, he's, wow. he's been linked. He's in the mix. Sorry. Also, does Phil Neville count as a golden generation player now? Show some. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the, th- the funny thing is with 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 that a lot of coaches. Actually, Lampard at Derby. Maybe Derby is the key. Rooney mm. did well, pretty well at Derby. Well, they're, Lampard they're, did well they're, at Derby. They're pockets, aren't they? There's there's Rooney at Derby. There is well, Gerard at Rangers. Well, Gerard at Rangers, yeah, um, and also Lampard as. Uh, this is a bit too maybe uh, too specific, but well, the way he worked with Alex Awobi at Everton, mm-hmm. like you know, Awobi speaks quite fondly of that, like the positional change, the yeah. playing more in the middle. They've obviously got there are something. different things in there, yeah, yeah, it, but it's just. They get promoted too quickly. Perhaps that's what it is. Um, yeah. Well, bear in mind, it's also worth bearing in mind that Gerard started his career as a youth coach at Liverpool, yeah, and then got offered the Rangers job and and did well there. Yeah. When perhaps actually, as with a lot of these managers, they just need to start a bit lower down. Did, did, did his and actually, and they're crossed as managers. Well, he, he yeah. probably looks back at it now and thinks could have should have stayed at Rangers a bit longer, maybe. Perhaps perhaps this is not the time for this conversation. But did he actually do that well at Rangers? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean one, 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 what is it? Someone was saying it was on very the impressive that league someone, title. Someone was saying on the Discord. Yeah, you know, if you look at it, um, 
he won one out of 12 available trophies in the time there at Rangers. Yes. At the, Rangers. Yeah, no, the, the, but where they is, were coming from, I think fine. that's... And there's that's COVID the as well, I suppose, thing. wasn't there? Yeah. Also as well, Celtic were on for 10 in a row, which was the record, and he yeah. stopped that. So the yeah. pressure under on him was immense that season, my, my, and he did it in, in, unbeaten. And also in Europe, they did all right. I know yeah. Van Bronckers came yeah, in a fair. bit better, but I'm just saying that yeah. that was, that was so, where so he was coming. My, my take on the golden generation thing, just, just if we've got time to briefly get stuck into it, is just that... I think these players and the profile they've got are in such a weird position. They're in such a rarefied kind of atmosphere Mm. where I don't know how many owners have the size of personality and have the experience to deal with the exposure and the pressure that comes along with it. I think sometimes these these ex-players get a bit confused as to what they can do as coaches and what they can't because they were such good players. It's a completely different discipline, of course. You could argue that, you know... There's there's a player there's a coach like Jose Mourinho who's won a lot and never really played, but you've got Zidane over this side who's done everything as a mm-hmm. player and a manager. I, I think to me there's so many different examples of both of those things that it just really says to me that being a top level manager is its own discipline in itself, and you're going to get out of it what you put into it, and it requires things such as intelligence and quite a lot of unglamorous work that pre- perhaps quite man management as players well. aren't that that into. So. I don't think there's too much of it. I mean, it's obviously a conversational point because these players were so good and 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 perhaps because they didn't quite deliver at international level as players, it's a, it's a kind of extra narrative there. I just think it's a bit. It's, it's, it's going to be a mixed bag. They're, they're, they've gone back to the start in terms of their management journey. That just because you're a brilliantly experienced player who's done a lot as a player, mm. really, you're having to start again. And when you start again at a low level, there's problems with that. Like, you know, you've got players who can't do what you could do, maybe don't have the mindset you had. When you go at the very top level and start, the pressure's higher, the players are better, They are they going to respect you as much? There's all these different kind of mm. pitfalls. And maybe there's a feeling that a lot of these guys think it should be handed to them. Maybe they're next in line. Maybe it's they, they're it's projecting that them. on them, though. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, I, th- I, don't I think know that. that's. I think that's fair point. Just a jumble I, just, of thoughts, really. Just to be, uh, just very quickly. Um, I think it's it, it would be wrong to look at. So, for example, Gerard taking the Villa job, Rooney getting the Derby County job, as them seeing them seeing it as shortcuts. Yeah. They get offered these jobs. Yep. They're ambitious. They're going to take them. Yes. Yeah, that's and, yeah. Not, and it doesn't always yeah, yeah, end badly yeah. when people are promoted quickly, you know. But yeah. anyway, um, if you want to hear more chat about England's lack of elite coaches, then uh, we did talk about that on Saturday's uh, Ramble Mailbag, of course. Um, so, uh, so yes, do uh, have a, a listen to that if you haven't already. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Mahaba, Anna, Stephen, Gerard, Anna, El Etifaki. See you soon. Welcome back to the football ramble, everybody. <laughs> uh, that was Stephen Gerard. In case you didn't pick that up, <laughs> trying out his Arabic. Stephen Gerard is the same in Arabic as it is in English. Sounds like, uh, so yeah. see you soon. By the sound of it, <laughs> we shouldn't criticise someone for trying to uh, learn a little. I'm not criticising him. Sound like your time was a little bit off. All right, yeah. Yeah, back off, Habibi Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to Stephen. Uh, right, everybody, to celebrate the start of the new year, we're giving away three Toshiba Fire QLED TVs, and we unveiled our first winner yesterday. So we're actually giving away two more now. Yeah, you see that? That's just math. Three for minus you. one is two. There we are. Still is, always will be. To be in with a chance of winning our second TV, simply listen to the end of the show after the ads and follow Pete Donaldson's instructions. Now, I know that's usually something we would advise against, but do follow Pete's instructions if you want to win a TV. The entries have been reset, so if you've entered already, you'll need to put your name in the hat once more. Please note that it's only UK listeners who are eligible uh, to enter. We'll pick the winner of our second TV on Friday, so do act fast. As fast as you can. Fast as you can. Talking of acting fast, everybody, the January transfer window is open. Yes, it is. Come on. What's oh. the big story? What are the big stories? What's the big talking point so far? Jaden Sancho. Yeah, a bit, a bit, that's a bit of brassle, that. Reportedly might rejoin Borussia Dortmund on loan this month. He's been training away from the Manchester United first team since September. Dortmund have said they're going to pay, what, a third of his wages, something like that? I mean, it's pretty big wages. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's why I can, it's one of the many, many reasons I could never be a professional footballer because if I was training on my own mm. for three months away from all my teammates, mm. uh, there's loads of it I just wouldn't do. Yeah. I would, I would, just, I would just skip a load of it because no one would be watching. you just boot balls in the net. <laughs> I would just be doing <laughs> shooting. That's what I'd be doing, shooting the whole time. Can I borrow another youth team goalkeeper, please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess they've been checking on him while they've been bringing him over his personal lunchbox yeah. so he doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. eat with the rest of the first team. I mean, team. the yeah. situation with Sancho at Manchester United. It's very poorly managed. If they were if they were firing on all cylinders, I mean, what, whatever they were doing, it's it's very poorly managed. But it's it's particularly stark. Can you list the teams that have scored fewer goals in the Premier League this season than Manchester United? No, it's loads it won't of take joined, you long. Joined third lowest, aren't they? Yeah, they Sheffield are. United, Sheffield United, and Burnley. Yeah, they are. It, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like he level with Crystal Palace. Yeah. So Sancho's probably thinking, whatever I've done mm. can't be that bad. No. 
Also, know. maybe I should practice shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they get him back in. He'll be yeah. uh, he'll be he'll be firing on all cylinders. So um, I know you're going to be talking more about Sancho on tomorrow's on the continent with Dotton, of course. Um, but uh, Andy, your initial thoughts about this? It is a classic January marriage of convenience. Yeah, <laughs> all round between three. Dortmund de- fans would be loving it. Between, between three desperate parties. Really, I, I, I think it's fair to is say. That, why are Dortmund desperate? They're just not uh, pulling well, up any trees this season. Yeah, I mean that they have uh, one win in seven league games to finish 2023. Mm. Um, they're a bit adrift of the top four. They've got no attacking ideas, and they've just brought in two assistants to the head coach rather than firing. Right. That's, that tells its own story, doesn't it? So there you go. So frying it, pan, really, <laughs> it really needs to work for all three of them. But I think it seems to me like the kind of thing that would work brilliantly because he had such a good time there. He's loved there. His numbers were ridiculous. He will have yeah. that. He have that feeling of getting away from this kind of cloud that's been following him around. I think it will well, be an amazing move. You know for him. what? I think that really worked for him the the, the the first time. The fact that he was free from that that pressure of home free from that pressure of having yeah. to produce as a as a young english player that he was able to do amazing things and big numbers and it was almost you know just completely hidden from I mean, from people in england i know i i just, I just my sort of heart weeps for him when you think about how good he was at Dortmund. Yeah. To look now, not even not even that you know he hasn't been playing that well for Manchester United. It was a difficult one. Just the fact he's not playing. It at looks. All. Yeah. I tell you, to Ten Hag, better hope that he's an absolute bomb at Dortmund because if he's good, it's yeah. going to make him look even more ridiculous. Yeah. I. Do, but, I mean, because Man United fans are going to go, well, what the hell is going on? But that, well. that, that is that is the problem, isn't isn't it? Really, I think. When we're talking about how Manchester United have, have played it badly, we'll talk about the Dortmund side, as, as I said, on OTC tomorrow. But from the Manchester United angle, however, whatever he's done, just how can you diminish an asset of value like oh, that? Yeah. I mean, if, if, you were, <clears throat> if you were owners who were on the ball... Yeah, you wouldn't. Fu- yeah, you'd be you'd furious with Ten Hag. You would step in, but you have to find a way. Because again, we, it doesn't seem that much from the outside looking in. Now, obviously, we, we will probably never know all the details. But you know, it's, it's, it's like that he repeatedly stuck one on him. Do you know, like every morning, Sancho chinned Ten Hag in training. <laughs> yeah. What has gone on you here? Also, and you can't do that. You can't, no, not he's been told before. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean? also, like, also, stop Marcus. throwing your lunch at him. We <laughs> brought that to you. Yeah. And if you're going to get crab paste sandwiches every day for a week, <laughs> I, I think the thing is. You've got to look back at the fact we 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 keep being told he's he's immature and we're being briefed that he's turned up like Dortmund. He did that at Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Dortmund found a way to deal with it and make him productive. He's only twenty three. Oh, yeah, it's I, easy yeah. to forget. And I think what happens all too readily, and as Marcus says, we're not going to ever know the full details. And I totally agree. But all too readily. I think managers get credit for being quote unquote tough guys and mm-hmm. not taking this. And, and and there was a certain amount of house cleaning that needed to be done at United, as we as we all yeah. know. But Ooh. actually, the hallmark of a of a great leader and a great man manager is to is to find a way forward, just to find a path and forward. That, that whole one rule for everybody is bollocks as well. Absolutely right. Exactly. Of course, yeah. it is. exactly. And if it's never were, existed, if May and I were fly, flying at the top of the league. Yeah. Would the conversation be happening in quite this way? Of course it wouldn't. But the fact is that people are, are, are mistrusting of how Ten Hag's dealt with it, partly because they mistrust in how he deals with everything. And also, you know, you mentioned the value of Sancho thing. The interesting thing I thought was reading about how they can't afford to pay him off because that will affect their FFP. And they also can't afford to, um, yeah, get rid of him full stop because they can put his value down for their, for essentially their future profit and loss right, as yeah, per yeah. the... Premier League relegation, so they're they're in this incredibly weird bind at the moment. 
They are um, one club that has been uh, doing a little bit of business in, in the uh, in the transfer window. Of course, is Tottenham Hotspur um, because Hugo Lloris has left. Yes, he's gone to Los Angeles FC on yeah. a free transfer. I do like it when a player who has had a what well, is having an amazing career uh, and has been a great servant for the club, and they they go to play in in the states, particularly in quite a glamorous location like California. You think, yeah, you've earned that. Yeah. I, know, I know it's not a retirement. Well, like I mean, when Nicky Butt went to Newcastle, you mean? A little bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> You've earned that. Good on you. Get yourself over there. Yeah, but you know what I mean, though? Yeah. I think, I think, no, it's, it's great. A, it's a lovely move. And, but not just... Because the fact is that it's a totally different atmosphere, totally different um, culture, everything is, is is very, very different. But it's still got the, the, the passion and the uh, and all that. And I, and I think it is that new challenge, which is perfect for players if you see what I mean I, I was also quite happy for him even though you know I'm not I'm not a Spurs fan I've never really been in, invested in Hugo Lloris mm. but you know he comes on at half time of Spurs' um, last home game and you know gets presented with something essentially he's able to say goodbye Yeah. and part of the reason he's been able to do that is because Spurs are in a better place now and the yeah. atmosphere around the club is very different because exactly. bear in mind what his last game for Spurs was being dragged off at half time and then you know, never playing again in quite ignominious circumstances. I think it's quite nice he had a, you know, a, a nice good mind. Agreed, because it's been a really awkward like six months or so for him yeah. because no one expected him to play for Spurs beyond the summer. And it's a little bit like the, the goalkeeper market's a bit weird at the moment, isn't it? It's a, a little bit like what we've seen with David De Gea, for example. Everyone expected Lorries to go, and the clubs who really showed for him like, mainly wanted a second choice. And then you have Maurizio Sarri saying, no, actually, he's, he's he's too big to not play every game here at Lazio, so I don't want him. So yeah. he thought he was at Lazio at one point. So he's been in a very, very awkward position. So I'm glad he's got a suitable move. Well, and also, I mean, he's 447 appearances for Tottenham he's, 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 he's a legend at Spurs. No trophies. Absolutely. He's a legend at Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for you know, Spurs fans of a better vintage than me to say whether he's their best keeper ever or not, but he's certainly a legend at Spurs. He's a legend at France. Played in two World Cup oh, finals. Come on, yeah. You know, he's he's won won the World Cup with France. And the Nations League. And and there we go. How could we forget that? So mm-hmm. I, I literally did, but how should we forget <laughs> that? Um, and and also, you know, he's he's also kind of symbolic of a style of goalkeeper that was super modern when he first came through. Yeah. And that fine, the game's moved on a bit now and it's a little bit different to what it was. But when he came through, he was a really exciting goalkeeper. I think at his best, he's one of the best goalkeepers I've seen. He was brilliant. Absolutely high brilliant. praise indeed. I mean, he, I, he was he was brilliant. Andy, you, you must agree with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. It's funny fantastic. because he's a fantastic servant, and I actually think, and this is maybe a little bit of a sting in the towel for my praise of him and 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 the Spurs context. I actually think it was pretty amazing when he went to Spurs in the first place. But I do agree with that because he could have had a. Probably, I mean, do you remember, Andy? Jean-Michel Olas still cries himself to sleep over that. He could have had a pick of a, respectfully, a bigger club than Spurs at the time, Mm. in my view. But anyway, he's a legend at the club. He's there for a long time. You're right. One of Daniel Levy's best ever deals. 100%. Yeah, Yeah, a fantastic servant. And, you know, I sort of joke about it. Like, he never won a trophy in that time. He obviously played in a Champions League final, but never won a trophy. The fact is, he obviously loved the place because he stayed there for so long. And as as Luke says, he could have gone um, somewhere else. He finally has now, and uh, maybe he will win a trophy at LAFC. (laughs) Would you? I don't know. Maybe you saying maybe you'll look back on this time at LAFC more fondly. Is that well, what you're I just I'm glad he's a World Cup winner. I love to sit at the Nations League. I love winner. the idea of Lloris in LA. He's yeah. a handsome guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. sculpted guy. He'll fit in. Do you think I, th- I think that if you arrive at LAFC 
on arrival, you get the greeting and you're just handed a pair of aviators. I'd like, well, it's like they are. Is he still, I, he seems to be the kind of guy who's like quite, in, sno- like quite snobby in, about New World Wine. I mean, I was expecting the uh, intro clip to be Pas de fucking Merlot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well. This is what he said to that police officer, apparently. Is that right? <laughs> um. <laughs> It's not a laughing matter, really. No, it isn't. No, it's not. It you, isn't. You're out of order, you lot. Um, yeah, well, he, he, no more North London wine for him. Let's see no. how he gets on with the Californian stuff. Hotbed, from one hotbed to another. <laughs> from one wine hotbed to another. Yeah. To be fair, Denby's in near Dawkins, not that far away. Right. You know, it, wasn't worth it. it wasn't worth it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, uh, yeah, it's a winery. Not that far. What's, what's Buffon up to? You've got know, a nice link there. You know Goalkeepers. Who, uh, oh, I, I was going to talk about Sir Cliff because he's in- oh fuck off wait <laughs> what Sir Cliff he calls him as well <laughs> that, we, all the call, we all call him yeah he is a guy the realm. <laughs> we anyway. all call him it all of us in the fan club call him it when we buy his calendar every year <laughs> tell you what he, he looks great he's not aged a day <laughs> no he's not aged a day I agree with that he's definitely not aged a day <laughs> Let's talk about Gigi Buffon. Um, from one legendary goalkeeper to okay, another. There's Andy. the link. There we are. Ages ago. There we are. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if that cliff stuff makes the edit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gigi Buffon has suggested uh, the possibility of increasing the size of goals, uh, the actual goals. Um, yeah, he said in an interview, players' technique is getting better, but you can see the impact of the goalkeeper's height on long shots. 30 years ago, there were 10 goals for every 50 shots. Today, three out of 50. And that's a lot. Yeah. As as when we were talking about this on the, the WhatsApp, as Jim said, marvelous stuff. Drawbridge up, preserve yeah, yeah. his record. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want any goalkeeper to get a clean sheet ever again. Yeah. yeah. Big, incredible shout. Bigger goals, Vish. No. As a striker, you'd be up for that. I mean, it's just nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. Just what utter is it, nonsense. What is it about certain like, just, storied players and managers I know, I know. who've had like a really good? Um, made almost like an historic imprint on the game feel like they need to get involved and try and influence yeah, it continually yeah. speaking about Van Basten and no offside aren't Arsene we Wenger yeah. Arsene yeah, Wenger but, but so, so what Buffon actually I think Buffon's been very clever here because clearly this um, when we say he, he said in an interview it's obviously a job interview with FIFA yeah. uh, what are your yes. ideas uh, make the goals bigger no. you're hired son I think it's an interview with Gary Cook he's going to be a new Birmingham City manager <laughs> <laughs> we need bigger goals because we're not scoring. It always reminds Can me. Can we of just that. have the bigger goals at one end and then we swap them at half time? <laughs> when we when we see this kind of stuff being talked about, it always reminds me of that Ange Postecoglou quote in the in- interview at Spurs press conference not that long ago. Where he just gets fed up of people asking him all these types of questions. And just goes something along the lines of. Listen, mate, I think the game's fine as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just leave it as it but is. But that's it. He's absolutely right. Like, yeah. the, the football, I think people think that football's only been around for about 40 years mm, and yeah. we're still honing it. No, it's been around for an awful long time. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of the game is that actually they got it all right quite early there on. There is something about a former player going, oh, football must be really desolate without me. Yeah, that's part how, of it. How can we make I it mean, better? I mean, what next? Yeah. Romario saying, you know, goals should only count as 0.5. You've got to go score two goals for it to count as yeah. one goal. It's like, come on. <laughs> but I, I, I think also there's a set against the context. But football is the most popular sport in the world and it's not close. And there's yeah. a exactly, reason for that. Exactly, and exactly. the reason for that is it's simplicity. Mm-hmm. And the simplicity, you need to be very, very careful about not, Preserving that simplicity. That's what I mean. They know it's, it's it's like when you when you when you have people who are too clever with film narratives. You know, don't they say there's only sort of seven basic storylines yeah. or something like that? People go, oh, do you know, I'm going to merge some and I'm going to chop yeah, a bit off you, there. And it's awful. That's why you only like Fast and the Furious films. Correct. Right? You know, what that, <laughs> you know where you are with it. If it's not directed by whoever does them or, or Guy Ritchie, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, I'll have Spielberg at Christmas. <laughs> Treat yourself. There you are. Yeah. Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> it's on the Lost World. Yeah. yeah. You know it. Oh, He's on board. Yeah. Pete Bothelwhite, come on. Who? What's his name? PTP. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Bothelwhite. Pete Bothelwhite. Thank you, Pete. yeah. Let's talk about something that makes sense. The Argentina FA have announced last week they will be retiring the Argentina men's number 10 shirt when Lionel Messi retires. This is a mad move. <laughs> Andy, you, you said to me, and I thought... It's a really, and we're never going to play again. We've completed it all. It's a really astute point. Um, you said there's no way they would have done this if Diego was still alive. No, absolutely They'd no They'd be too way. frightened. He, he will come back alive when, he, the, he when this happens. If he had done that when Diego was alive, he'd have got the air rifle out again, wouldn't he? <laughs> Outside the FA headquarters. Easily one pink, of the... Pink, uh, yeah. What's that on the window? Oh, no, he's got a real one. He's yeah. just been handed a real one. I do, I do wonder what Neapolitans would think about this. Uh, bear in mind, uh, I know people complain about like how some teams bring out like three, four kits this season. Napoli, by my reckoning, brought out 12 last season. And wow. two of them were L Diego tribute kits. <laughs> so they can still do the 10, though. Yeah. Oh, and they'll get more sales. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But this is, it's a I really... think it's ridiculous. The president of the, of, um, the Argentine FA, Claudio uh, Tapia, said, this number 10 will be retired for life in his honour. It's the least we can do for it's him. Bullshit. It's bullshit. It's, 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 it's absolute, it's football politicking, yeah. you know, yeah. the Everest of football politics. 100%. Yeah. And what it yes. does, Rich, is it completely misses the point of what football is all about, again, because when you are someone who wears a number 10 shirt for Argentina... There's a reason that's important. Mm. It's not just you. It's Diego. It's Mario Kempis, exactly, whoever. Exactly. And you are a custodian of it mm. for the next generation. What's the young kid who comes along now? It's about dream, dreams, isn't it? He's dreaming to win exactly. a number 10 yeah, shirt. Yeah. He's never going to be able to. No, that's right. I expect this to be, because they're so capricious about this type of stuff and because, as Vish rightly says, it's football politicking, as soon as someone comes along in Argentina who's brilliant, yeah. it'll, the decision will be reversed. And they'll make a big thing out of that as well. He's so good... We've brought the number 10 shirt back. And Lionel Messi will do a press conference mm-hmm. saying he's happy about it when he's secretly pissed off. Well, and that'll be that. Yeah, I, th- I think retiring numbers, I mean, it's, 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 it's when you say that, that there's a ceiling, it can't get any better. And, and that's a shame for a, for a national team. I understand on, on a very, very rare example. You shouldn't be doing it for a national level. team. You should no, be doing it for, no, for, for a national team, team absolutely A not. national team is this something. Has anyone taken Cristiano Ronaldo's take on this? What's he said? Oh, my goodness. He, he must be lobbying the Portuguese FA right now. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> What, would, would, would he I want, want you to retire seven. Yeah. I want 17. Yeah. I want 17. 17 yeah. 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 Uh, the, the name, uh, everything. Well, can you get through this? Because I've got to call Man United No next. one in Portugal <laughs> can call their children Cristiano yeah, now. Yeah. It's just not happening. It's, it's actually, uh, 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 yeah, madness. Absolute madness. I mean, but it's the Argentina FA, you know, so, so do expect madness. Yeah. Uh, will we see Kanye West wearing an Argentina number 10 shirt anytime soon? Well, and they retired it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kanye West has been spotted on Instagram, this for those who haven't seen stunning. it, wearing. Uh, are there people out there who don't know Kanye West on Instagram? Are? I mean, presumably they've seen it. If they yeah. haven't... I'm now up to speed. <laughs> he's, been spotted, um, he's been spotted in the new Fast and the Furious film. No, Is he? uh, he, he's, he's on Instagram with photos of himself in really obscure shirts. One of them was a Portsmouth goalkeeper shirt. That is... Like a third choice shirt from like 1997, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone was like, how has he even got hold of this? Because they've not even really been sold commercially. Mm-hmm. And he came back to me with a theory, which is... I reckon he gets them off uh, a hooky Chinese market website. Yeah, which apparently are very, but why very is he good going points. for that one? Yeah. Just the most obscure thing you can find, big, right? Big, big fan of J-Mo? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah probably. That's, that's true. What other ones has he been pictured in? Do you remember? Um, one was, uh, yeah, I can't actually remember. There was definitely at least one other one. It was like a random Irish jersey from like a non-league ah, that, Irish that, team that or something. That rings a bell. Yeah, something like that, yeah. was mm. that, that wasn't even a football team, was it? I don't was think it, it was. Wasn't it a hurling? It might have been. It might have been, yeah. yeah. So he's obviously got a thing about it. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Well, how about he might have knocked it up on his sewing machine. <laughs> got, got, got a lot of time on his hands now. He's yeah. lost all his endorsements. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Oh, I'll make my own Aperol I don't yeah, care right we're now talking about Kanye West um, yeah. we've got to go and maybe we'll talk about that a bit more in Ramble Uncut uh, yeah. thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAST Creator Network we're back on Friday for the preview show ahead of the FA Cup third round of course Patreon subscribers don't go anywhere keep listening for Ramble Uncut and if you're not a Patreon subscriber show some fucking respect <laughs> sign up to get Ramble Uncut every single Wednesday head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble also follow us on X used to be known as Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Football Rebel. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Luke Moore. I would I would retire the whole of X at tribute to Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> There's the respect. Yeah. Thank you, Vitushina Hantharaja. Thank you. Thank you, Andy Brown. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Ramblers and Happy New Year. We've already given away one 50-inch Toshiba Fire QLED TV, but there are two left. We've also restarted the draw, so it doesn't matter if you'd entered in the last round, you have another shot at a TV and you'll need to enter again. So to enter, just search lnk.to forward slash ramble competition in your web browser. That's lnk.to forward slash ramble competition. Then pop in your email address and you are done. Plus, if you sign up to the Football Ramble Patreon, you will be entered twice. We'll be announcing our next winner on Friday, January the 5th. Please note that only UK listeners are eligible to enter. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.